Welcome to the Inside Muskegon podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 53. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Tom Harriman, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with professional actor Tom Harriman, star of Muskegon Community College's production of A Christmas Carol. I'm here with Tom Harriman. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Well, thank you, Jason. I appreciate the uh, invitation. Let's start out talking a little bit about your background. Well, I I am uh, originally from Muskegon. I'm a Muskegon Big Red graduate of, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't, st- shouldn't say, 1971. <laughs> but uh, uh, in terms of my professional background, I... Uh, Graduated from uh, Grand Valley uh, back in the 70s with a theater degree, uh, also with a background through Muskegon Community College and uh, Boston Conservatory of Music, and from there I moved out to the Seattle area where my wife and I married out in that area and worked in the professional theater out there. Then uh, in the early 80s... um, I was looking through one of my trade magazines and saw an advertisement for a technical director for the Frauenthal Center for the Performing Arts in Muskegon, Michigan, and I, I just I thought that was the funniest thing I'd seen in years. I called my mother back here in Muskegon. And I said because I grew up uh, grew up across the street from Grace Frauenthal, and I said, "What's that?" And she said, "Oh, that's the old Michigan Theater." So. Long story short, they brought me back here uh, as their technical director for a couple of years. Then I was managing director there for uh, about 13 years up until 1999. Um, since that time, I uh, after we renovated the Frauenthal and got a lot of work done, I uh, uh, looked at other avenues and decided to go back to school. I received my uh, graduated with my master's degree last year in in acting and performance. And um, during that time and since that time, I've been working out at the community college in their uh, creative and performing arts department uh, with uh, uh, Sheila Wahamaki and Rich Ullman, Brian Goodman, and uh, Jeanette War and the whole group out there as uh, uh, acting teacher, theater teacher, and part of the production team out there. So what made you want to become an actor? Um, uh, good question. I wish I had a good answer. Um, it's something that I've been in, interested in since I was a little kid. Um, my mother was, uh, uh, before she came back to Muskegon, well, actually, since she's been back in Muskegon, she was a professional actress, uh, worked at the Cleveland Playhouse and uh, Chautauqua in New York. Uh, she was also um, one of the uh, ingenue voices on the uh, Lone Ranger radio series out of Detroit with Brace Beamer. So I grew up uh, pretty much running up and down the aisles of Port City Playhouse while she would perform there, and sometimes I'd help her on her lines and stuff like that when I was a kid. So I guess I, I was bitten with the acting bug early. 
Well, right now you're involved in a very ambitious project, a uh, a one-man show version of A Christmas Carol, the classic, and coming up to the holiday season, it always comes to mind. Tell us about the production. Well, it's uh, 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 as the date looms, it seems like a bigger and bigger project to me, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is a... Um, a uh, 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 one one person Christmas Carol. Uh, it it certainly isn't a solo project because without the directorial work of uh, Sheila Kulpahamaki and the lighting and set design of Rich Elman, costume design of uh, Jeanette War, and all the uh, props work and costume or uh, set work of uh, Brian Goodman and all our students out at the community college, none of this would be going on. But. Uh, 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 for good or ill, all you're going to see up there on that stage is me. <laughs> uh, it's it's really uh, uh, I I really love adapting uh, written work, and um, I've adapted some Edgar Allan Poe work into a solo show uh, last year, and this year I was given the opportunity to adapt a Christmas Carol. So it's about uh, it's about uh, going to be about a one hour show. Uh, and hopefully you're going to see all your favorite characters up there from A Christmas Carol. It's 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 very different stuff. Uh, give us the specifics of uh, when and where. Okay, it'll be at the Overbrook Theater, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's just going to be that one weekend. Uh, the Friday and Saturday night shows will be at 7.30, and the Sunday afternoon show will be a matinee at 3 o'clock. All right, and then you talked about uh, with, with a one-person show, playing a lot of different roles uh do you want to give us a sample of well in in the um in the christmas carol um there are a variety of different voices and a variety of different characters um uh really in this care in this version um there's a storyteller a storyteller then begins with the you know the famous lines marley was dead to begin with there's no doubt whatever about that the register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, the ch- and the chief mourner. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. Scrooge and he were partners for I don't know how many years. Scrooge was his sole executor, his sole administrator, his sole assign, his sole residuary legatee, his sole friend, and his sole mourner. That's how the story starts out. And it goes on, and we begin to meet some of these different characters involved in A Christmas Carol. One of the first characters we meet is uh, uh, Scrooge's nephew. A Merry Christmas to you, Uncle. God save you. Voice of Scrooge's nephew. And, of course, Scrooge's first response to that is, Bah, says Scrooge. Humbug. Oh, Christmas a humbug, Uncle. Surely you don't mean that. I do. A Merry Christmas. What right have you to be merry? What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough. What right have you to be dismal? What reason have you to be morose? You're rich enough. What else can I be when I live in such a world of fools as this? Merry Christmas? Out upon Merry Christmas. What's Christmas time to you but a time for paying bills with no money? A time for finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer? Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart, he should. 
So there are a variety of different characters that will appear on stage during this one-man performance. Oh, that that is fantastic. I, I just feel I'm, I'm like pumped up and <laughs> my you just turned my energy up about uh, tenfold. That, that is excellent. Well, thank uh, you. It sounds like it's going to be a great, great show. Well, the, 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 you know, the whole idea of Christmas Carol is it's such a, a wonderful story. It, uh, it really gets people in the mood, I think. And one of the reasons why I was very excited about adapting this piece is because it's got such great qualities, such feelings of redemption. It's got very dark qualities to it, but it's, and it's got very low and very happy moments. What are some other past projects that you worked on as, as an actor? Well, it's, uh, uh, most actors will tell you that they, you know, they, they're glad to get a variety of uh, uh, background because work is work. So I've um, I've done a whole bunch of different roles. I've played in a lot of cities. Uh, this is, you know, I, I took a hiatus from performing while I was director of the Frauenthal Center. I really didn't perform in anything for about 15 years. And that's why I wanted to re-energize myself a little and go back and get my master's degree. But uh, uh, when I worked out of the city of Seattle, uh, I spent quite a, quite a bit of time touring, um, a lot of song and dance type of stuff. Uh, I was fortunate. We toured to some great places. I lived on the island of Bermuda for about three years. Um, Played in New York City, Boston area, San Francisco area, Los Angeles, Reno, a whole bunch of different places. All right. Let's talk about some of your favorites as an actor and kind of to get your your perspective as someone in the profession. Uh, Do you have a favorite actor or actress? Oh, boy, that's a hard one. Um, Kevin Spacey's real pretty high up there um dustin hoffman's pretty high up there um there are there are so many great uh johnny depp there are some there are some great actors out there um meryl streep uh nicole kidman uh i mean there's really quite a variety of fine performers out there what about a favorite movie of yours Favorite film. That's a tough one. Actually, um, I, I, I don't have a favorite film, but uh, because there are so many different categories, I'd have to uh, break out. In terms of watching a performance, um, one that my wife and I just watched uh, not very long ago, and it's just great to watch, is the film Ed Wood. Uh, just because it's so show busy and so, I mean, so there's such great performances in it and it's so different. Yeah. Johnny Depp is definitely uh, different as a way to yeah. uh, describe it. In, another in one. That yeah. Another one jumps out too that I, I, I have to mention, I'd be remiss if I didn't is the film Fargo, which has again, wonderful performances. Uh, what about a role that you've played that is one of your favorites? Um, well, one that I really loved, this was back in Seattle, unfortunately nobody saw it here, I had the role of a, uh, deaf-mute, mentally-challenged nun, 
and that was that was that was a really good role. It was it it was in a play called The Nuns. Really, kind of uh, Edgar Allan Poe goes Disney on stage. It, it was very different. Well, that that seems like you'd have to show quite a bit of range to pull that off. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. It was interesting having to communicate with just kind of guttural noises and hand gestures. Uh, since I've been back here. Um, the role of Edgar in King Lear. Great stuff. I love Shakespeare. Yeah. What about a venue that you've performed at that you would say is, is your favorite? I'll tell you, performing on the Frauenthal stage, um, it is uh, a beautifully designed theater for audience members. But it's got a great design for performers. When you're up on that Frauenthal stage and you look out at that 1,700-plus house, it doesn't seem that big. But I'll tell you, one of my favorite theaters in this area is the Overbrook Theater at the college. It is intimate. Um, it is a great place to watch stuff, and it is a real actor's theater because it, it uh, really allows you immediate audience feedback. One other I'll toss in there, too, is the black box at the Dogwood Center in Fremont, because we've performed up there before, too. And having a flexible black box in the area is is the greatest. Why is the theater important in Muskegon? Well, the the basis of of theater and as and we as we talk about theater, we talk about live performance. Um, the basis of the theater is that connection between the audience and the performer. And you don't get that in any other medium, not in anything recorded, because you don't have that. And, and for good or ill, as we, you know, in the news right now, Michael Richards and his outburst uh, at that comedy club, you know, it can work both ways. You know, sometimes it's not a good thing. But the great thing about theater and the great thing that I think keeps bringing back people to live stage, you know, we know that within our culture it's been around for at least 2,500 years, more really, but uh, it keeps bringing back that touch, that connection between audience and performer. Um, it's, It's a juice that is like no other in terms of entertainment and i i think that in general that's why theater remains important um in in muskegon it remains important um you know uh, and you can talk about all the uh, uh tourist and economic potential that it has and everything like that and we know that each dollar that is spent on entertainment has at least uh, a seven or eight multiplier on dollars that are spent in restaurants and that type of thing for each ticket dollar we you know the, the state knows that uh, people in the city of muskegon know that the economic folks but beyond that it allows us to communicate with each other um Theater can give a voice maybe where no voice was found before. And that's important to any community in terms of building community. And Muskegon, uh, we got a strong community here. We got a tight community as well we know. All you have to do is pick up the Chronicle someday when there's a hot topic and everybody's ready to, everybody's ready to communicate. But that's the beauty of theater. All right, on to our final question. You have one minute alone. 
with a person who's considering going to a Christmas carol. Make your pitch to get them to the show. If you want to come see a show that'll be nothing like you see around here, and if you want to see a show where you will come out feeling really good, come see A Christmas Carol at Muskegon Community College, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Can we get a bah humbug for the, for all the listeners before we go? Bah humbug. MCC's A Christmas Carol, starring Tom Harriman, is Charles Dickens' ghostly story of a covenous old sinner, Ebenezer Scrooge, and his nocturnal encounter with the true spirit of Christmas. Now that's a description from Community College's website, but in my opinion, A Christmas Carol is one of the timeless stories of Christmas and one that endures year in and year out. This new twist on the classic tale, especially the one-man show angle, is very intriguing. And if Tom's performance on this podcast is any indication of what the show will be like, it's certainly worth going to see. I'll say it again and feel free to say it along with me. Here is yet another example of something different to do in Muskegon. Another recurring theme in this podcast came up in the interview with Tom, and that is the Frauenthal Theater. Once again, this underappreciated jewel of our community was mentioned in a podcast. I would encourage any of you that have not been down there recently to go and check it out. It truly is a magnificent venue and something all Muskegonites should take pride in. For more information on Tom Harriman, you can Google his name. 53 episodes of this podcast, and that is, I believe, the first time I've used Google as a verb. Go figure. Well, feel free to Google Tom's name or any of the other 50-plus guests of the podcast. You can even Google yourself. There's nothing like a little vanity searching to see what turns up. You may even be amazed about what's out there on the internet about you. Or if you'd like to find out more information about A Christmas Carol at the Overbrook Theater, visit muskegoncc.edu. Now on to some listener feedback. For the latest feedback, as always, visit insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include the 1 and 231 and leave your first name and city in the message. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 53 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com. <laughs>